0: Maybe you can put coffee in an oven, actually. Yeah? I don't think... Yeah? (laughs) You're not going for it, I don't
1: think.
0: (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm with a guest that I actually recently threw a show with, and um, I've been a fan of them for a while, and it's kind of funny because with the shows I've been doing with Homegrown in the Basement, Carter Costello, we've kind of done a thing where it's more of a community-based thing where like I've had to have had them on the show or Carter's had to have met them somewhere and neither of us had actually met this guest until recently and uh, we all three of us automatically clicked um, we've we've been to the bar together now Carter's sober so not Carter but um, we've just I just had a, I've had a great time getting to know them and it's uh, I'm excited to learn more about their their background and for you guys to learn about their background it's my pleasure to introduce claudine magbag
1: hello everybody hell yeah yeah it's been a pleasure getting to know you too yes Um, thank you also just like hanging out and everything that's my favorite part about this artist shit is just like all the different faces that you know that it brings into my life so yeah am i allowed to swear yeah you fucking can't
0: (laughs) but yeah it's i've literally like yeah, I, t- I showed you that email like when I originally found out about. I found out about you like right before COVID. Mm-hmm. So I've known who you are for like oh, three crazy. and a half years.
1: I didn't even know who I was before <laughs> COVID.
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wanted to tell people about the story where I, f- I feel. Do you remember meeting me at Freak uh, Freakout Fest, or is that like a figment of my imagination?
1: I don't think we met at Freakout. I don't.
0: You sure? But you were. You did the Cafe Umbria thing or something. Okay. Did you, were- you perform at Cafe Umbria? Yes, I did. But when were you there? I think right before you. Like, did you perform after Nobi or before yes. Nobi? Yes. So we did meet, okay. I think.
1: Okay, probably briefly then.
0: But somehow or another, I thought you gave me your number. Mm, okay. And this is for the audience. I think I've told you this story now. But I, th- I thought I gave you my number, and me and Carter were like, we want to have you on the show. Uh-huh. So I set up this. It's funny because it happened to be like a – phone call interview instead of like a in-person, the guy comes to the house type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But we wanted to set up a, a phone call with you mm-hmm. to be like, would you be interested in coming on the show? Yeah. So when it's was a, this? I'm curious. This literally was... Whenever I, whenever we reached out to you, mm-hmm. it was like the night... I mean, earlier that day, okay. I had a phone call. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to shoot in the dark. because mm-hmm. I, e- I emailed you at like 9pm. It was like random. And I yeah. try to do emails in the morning. Yeah, but, me too.
1: But I'm like... <laughs> whatever happened but happens. we
0: called we called this random guy and it happened to not be you mm-hmm. and the guy was still excited to like be on the show oh so sh- we never had exchanged names via text uh-huh. I was just like hey it was nice meeting you the other night would you like to come do this show yeah and they said yes uh-huh. and when I picked up the phone when he picked up the phone it was def- his name was like or something okay. <laughs> so I was like maybe I never met you Maybe I, you never gave me your number, but I don't know how I would randomly save Claudine Magbag. Yeah, in my phone.
1: Were you a little litty that night? Probably? No, oh, okay. I try not to
0: get lit okay. during shows. Okay, which is kind of counterintuitive. I feel like a lot of artists would. Get- yeah. I just feel I get like, I feel like I lose in the like most like calm way possible. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I don't wanna like. Drink and like lose any type of control, even if, mm-hmm. if it's like a slip, because then I'll like yeah. hold on to being like, fuck,
1: that's I, something I'm trying to be I, one about. beer,
0: and then I forgot to press play or something, yeah. But yeah, so your real name though is Claudine Magbag, is yes. that so? That's why I'm like, I have no idea how I could have
1: randomly yeah. put Claudine Magbag in my phone, yeah. I mean, that... I don't know, I don't remember meeting you that night, and <gasps> I'm just gonna you sauce? I'm being think I was. Dun, dun, dun. No, but I was very um in my own world because mm. so we had booked the show and they didn't know that I was performing with a band. Mm. And we were having a lot of technical difficulties um specifically with this thing that I like to use like you know for real time like vocal processing and stuff and they couldn't get it to work mm. and we were there for like a hot minute. So I was kind of just like in my own world trying to figure that out. Um but yeah, I do remember seeing a few people that night, but I don't remember meeting you. <laughs> no. So.
0: Damn, I was Novi's DJ for that too, but it's okay. Okay. It's fine. We we live, we, we, we met finally and we're here and we're live. That's all that matters. Okay. But I would like to like start with, besides that silliness, I would mm-hmm. like to start by like talking about your background. Okay. Because um, I grew up on the East side, but then. In like twenty nineteen I moved to Snohomish. Mm-hmm. So then I became like a north end person. Yeah, good you know old I mean? town. Yeah. Yeah. And then from my understanding, you grew up north as well. And I don't I I. it's weird because I can't tell sometimes if Snohomish is more north than other than other like northern cities. I think
1: it starts to get like a little east like east yeah. north, right? Yeah. Yeah. But still north.
0: Working but. with like artists in Everett or in that in marysville or in the up north it's kind of kind of be difficult to choose because sometimes you don't know if some of these artists are doing it for the right reasons mm-hmm. or whatever so when i when i meet someone like you who's from up north yeah. it kind of inspires me to want to want to work with like huh. up north artists to be fair but, i don't live
1: there anymore right so it's like it's a little different i would say that's true
0: do you yeah. do you like feel like when you moved to seattle you became like a seattleite or do you hold on to that north end
1: Mm, yeah no the north end is in the rear view mirror (laughs) i would love to erase that place from my brain oh god (laughs) um yeah i definitely would say like i leaned more into the seattleite Mm. um kind of thing i really like the culture out here um compared to the north end um the style the people the coffee Mm. i don't know yeah the coffee's Pretty good. When I go, like, up north to see my folks and stuff, I'm like, I can't get coffee out there. I got to get coffee here yeah. before I got, I don't know. My they God, got I'm bikini get-
0: baristas, though, and that's Oh <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, I used to drive <laughs> by,
1: like, all those places, like, all, there, those are everywhere. <laughs> up yeah. north, 100%. I've never been to one, though, so.
0: I've been once, and it was awkward. Yeah? I feel coffee like.
1: good, at least, though?
0: No. Yeah. And the thing was, I didn't, like, <laughs> I went with my friends, and I didn't want to feel like yeah. I was uh, objectifying someone. So uh-huh. I was like, I was like, Looking at the cash register the entire time. Mm -hmm. And then my friends are like, you know, you're paying to like see these people in Mm -hmm. like these type of clothes. And because the coffee was like, I was like, I'll just get a drip coffee. It was the first thing that came to my head. It was something like seven bucks for like this big, a a tall Starbucks version of a drip coffee. And I was like, fuck. Should I have looked? I don't know. I just—it's weird. It's a yeah. weird anyone that uh, no offense to anyone who yeah. does it, but anyone that regularly goes to a ver- yeah. <laughs> bikini barista, kind of sketch in my def- opinion. Yeah,
1: I would agree. <laughs> I would agree.
0: So, but yeah, I don't know. I want to. I'm not the. I'm not going to be like you need to go.
1: Mm. <laughs> <It's>, okay. <laughs> I could add it to the list of boxes I need
0: to check. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I probably won't. But... I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. But uh, unless you, I don't know, seven dollars for drip coffee i don't know man
1: i mean even like you know that 345 person drip it's a little bit of a reach for me yeah when you can make it at your crib
0: i like to go to get my car serviced and uh-huh. get that like pens oil or mm-hmm. whatever uh the shitty coffee they have in the break yeah room. for free yeah. you know what with i mean with the popcorn <laughs> yes it? that's what i need yeah like i can drink coffee that's like three days old and i'll just put it in the microwave i'm not in the microwave i'm not a huge coffee snob but i like coffee yeah Yeah, because
1: it it changes the the chemical like composition you've heard right oh really yeah so that's why it tastes completely different should he
0: put it in the oven then i don't know in the oven i don't know Like on the
1: stovetop you mean
0: or in the oven i have no idea how
1: different (laughs) (laughs)
0: oh geez i don't know how different i really i guess that's outing myself i don't know how different heat like why there's different there's so many different heats in the house mm-hmm. right yeah there's literally the microwave there's a the stove mm-hmm. there's the oven if you have a toaster if there's a toaster oven mm-hmm. like but they and they all supposedly cook your food differently mm-hmm. so maybe you can put coffee in an oven actually yeah i don't think yeah <laughs> you're not going for it I. Don't I... think. <laughs> now
1: yeah <laughs> bit, i wouldn't mind trying it that actually sounds very interesting
0: yeah I think I might have to do that later. Yeah. Now. But anyways, back on point. We have to go, I don't know, I'm gonna say fifty minutes outside of Seattle mm. to the north. Yes. Um
1: Ooh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So
0: <laughs> what what was like school like? Oof. When did you get involved with music?
1: Yeah, uh school was tough mm. because I grew up Catholic. Oh. My parents were very religious. um so yeah i was like a church kid i went to catholic school for like 12 years of my life you know jesus father son holy spirit all that amen meet the weird the weird priest who like gives you like bread and like you know like wine and like you're sitting in church pews and all that so that was really weird wait what
0: type of catholic though like the like the 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 version where they because uh, I went to ch- Catholic church once mm-hmm. where they did the fucking, they talked in a different language. What is that? Oh, like tongues? Yeah. Like, yes. do you do you go to that type of Catholic I, church? Or
1: I don't think, that's not a part of Catholicism, I don't think. What? But that, what?
0: My friends are, what? It's not?
1: I mean, we would all like sing together, like some really just like old ass, like Jesus songs.
0: But there's stuff. like two types of Catholic churches. There's, like,
1: Well, that's just but, like Christian, like, you know, the people that speak in tongues and stuff. So there's Christianity as a whole, and then there are like subdivisions of like, you know, the different kinds of religion within Christianity. Right. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's not Catholicism. It's not? But I have have been to those kinds of churches because my parents are, you know, they're Filipino. Yeah. They're religious. And, you know, my mom was just like, you know, in the dating pool of churches and stuff. Yeah. Just because like, you know, not, sometimes you just want change or whatever. And so- I've been to a few different churches, the The ones where people speak like tongues and stuff. I've been there, but that's not what I grew up. Oh, with. not
0: tongues. It's not tongues. What I'm, I'm, It's just another, I swear to God, I've been to oh, a Catholic. Latin, Latin that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's not, are you saying that's the tongues?
1: No, 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 no.
0: But there's Latin Catholic or whatever.
1: Yeah, like there's Latin in Catholicism.
0: But there's like two churches, like you can go to one where they do the Latin. And there's another one where they don't do the Latin.
1: <sighs> Something like that because um, i went to
0: the latin one and i was like what the fuck is going on i think that
1: they're just different kinds of like masses that they have They're called it. mass yes uh, which is the service is called mass and then um they have like different languages you know sometimes they have them, like spanish and just like english and then other like languages they do have sometimes they have latin services so
0: yeah i went to a latin don't. one and it was creepy but what is this, okay, then what is this fucking tongue shit? Like, oh, is, sa- shit. is this like Satan yeah, thing or something? Yeah, it's weird.
1: <laughs> it's like, you know, have you ever seen like those TV shows, you know, uh, where you know they have the church service in there and like, you know, like in the scene, like people are just like speaking like gibberish. People are like passing out in the room. Yeah. They're like crying and like screaming. That's like what, like when people speak in tongues. Oh, is, or whatever. And I've been there. It was very weird. Creepy. I also wish I could erase that from my brain. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm kind of scared that I said that but like, it was not. We
0: can bleep anything you don't want.
1: Okay. I mean, disclaimer, like, you know, if that's you, do your thing. Yeah, but do your
0: thing, 21.
1: For me, do you? 21, could you do that? Um, for me, like, that was a really traumatic experience. because, like, I have a really bad relationship with religion. Like, I'm a brown lesbian and like i didn't go to college so you know those are all the things that my mom was like what the fuck like you know (laughs) like yeah there were some things that i guess those are some things that parents aren't cool with yeah and so my memory of that is like going there and like this random like priest like coming up and like like my mom was telling him like i was like lost or whatever Uh, and then you have all these people like and i'm like i'm fine i'm chilling like you know damn um you're trying to
0: pray the great gay away She was. Ah. She
1: was. And I was like and it was just like weird cuz like this like white man is like telling me that there's like so much wrong with me and that like yeah. that I'm like lost or whatever and then you have like all these strangers like just like being like really really like emotional <laughs> and just like out of pocket and I'm like and I'm like I don't even know what's going on like my mom wanted me to be there for her so I was like yeah cool I'll catch Damn. a ride with you guys. Don't do that. Don't catch
0: a ride with your parents. Sheesh. Yeah, so. Wait, so 12 years, that means, that's like kindergarten through high school?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then the the tail end of that, I was kinda just like, eh, I can't do this anymore. And oh. at the end of my like sophomore year, I was like, hi, I would like to just like not go to school here anymore. And the office lady like looked at me and she was like, she seemed mad. And I was like, you just work here, yeah, it's yeah. my life, you know? Um. And my mom what's it called i don't know it was it was weird and it was like my mom was paying so much for tuition we weren't wealthy or anything um and you know the crazy part about like those schools is like you know they're dominantly like wealthy Mm -hmm. anyone that like anyone that me that anybody like me that goes to those schools is kind of just like you know it's i don't know it's like kind of for the look like they don't really yeah care and i'm like i wasn't like a d1 bound athlete or anything because my parents didn't have money to spend on all that stuff so it's not like i was really adding to Mm -hmm. what that wasn't it was such a small tight-knit community of people who all had the same amounts of money and anyways yeah for sure yeah um i lost track
0: so what did they like what were what was your parents purpose of like putting you in that school like did they want you to be like a they just wanted you to have religion in your life, or did they want you to be like a pastor or something? Uh,
1: no, I think it was just like uh the thing about those kind of schools, like the religious ones they're also just like the education is much better right um, so my parents were initially like very religious, but as time went on, they're not religious anymore or they are religious, but n- not as much uh, but my parents like really wanted me to go to college um. My dad never finished school. My mom did in the Philippines. But, like, she kind of projects this thing onto me. (sighs) Because it's, like, something about not having education in America. uh, And when you get here, even though, like, you have a degree from, like, the Philippines or whatever. And it seems like it doesn't really mean anything to employers and stuff. So when my parents immigrated over here in the 90s and they had me, like, um... I just really wanted to make sure that I had a good education. Mm -hmm. Um, And the education was good. Uh, I was kind of, like, in a shock um, (laughs) when I had transferred schools to public education. Um, I bet. Jeez. Yeah. And I had a much better time just, like, you know, meeting, like, all these different kinds of people and stuff. But uh, just the absolute, like, lack of structure Mm -hmm. and everything. Like, I was not showing up my senior year. I, Uh, like, failed, like, a few classes. And, like... Basically, there was like this one class that I had that um, I didn't I didn't do shit for, and some like that was like one of the like the ones that you needed to graduate, and I like basically like almost didn't graduate. Oh man, yeah, it's just high school. Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't know. It's weird because I don't know. I I didn't go to college either, and I guess us not going to college, we're gonna we're gonna be like high school and college doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, but I don't know. I really I genuinely don't feel like I put I feel like for me at least I put so much pressure on myself and. Mm high school and now I'm like Mm -hmm. why does anyone care
1: yeah
0: I guess if you want to be if I want my doctors to have done really well in high school and college
1: I mean I honestly don't think I would care if my doctor did well in high school but college probably yeah yeah, I don't know so
0: I don't know school's always been a weird thing for me I can never go back to school yeah which sucks I don't I don't I hate school
1: yeah there's definitely something wrong with the way that it's set up I feel like it's It's really set up in a specific way to serve a specific kind of person. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially, like, you know, if you have all these other factors, like, you don't have the funding or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like a lot of people have families that are able to pay for school. My family didn't have that. And that's kind of... One of the biggest reasons like you don't I want you don't want student debt you know, yeah fuck that and i had zero clue what i wanted to do so it's like why would i sign up for that Like i agree a lot of people go back later anyways yeah like, you, you know. still
0: can so do you are you like friends with the people that you went to catholic school with or do you completely just completely just cut out <laughs> that entire community and shit out of your life?
1: uh yeah i don't think no <laughs> yeah wow. there's none of that i mean i had like neighbors as a kid um and like we were all filipino like we had this like a filipino ass like cul-de-sac and we were all just kicking it yeah. and you know they would all have like prayer circles <sighs> but the food was good <laughs> um, <laughs> hell yeah at the crib so i have like you know neighbors that i grew up with as a kid that i'm still kind of very lightly in touch with mm-hmm. but um yeah, I've kind of just left that in the rear view. I see. Yeah.
0: So then you're in high school, mm. and then how do you get in? Do you get involved in music in high school? Sort of. And is it is that have any church influence whatsoever or no?
1: So I was an introvert. Like I, I guess I really struggled in those those kinds of communities because like nobody looked like me. Mm. Everybody was white. I was also a kid and I knew I was gay. Mm. Like and I'm surrounded by like all these like Christian like kids and like I feel like everybody knew that like there was a little something about me. Like also oh, okay, actually, hold on, let me recenter where this <laughs> is <sighs> Yeah. Um so I was very like lonely as a mm-hmm. kid because nobody looked like me. A lot of people like love Jesus and <laughs> I did not because yeah. Like, I was a kid, and, like, you know, the whole thing with that is, like, if you're gay, you can't love Jesus. Yeah. Like, you know, so that was kind of problematic, and I was, like, deep down, like, even as a kid, like, I think, like, when I was as young as, like, six years old, I kind of just, like, I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, So it was kind of hard to be, like, friends with people when you're like that, and I was also just, like, a, a little more tomboyish. So anyways, I spent a lot of time in isolation, and... um. And in those communities, like there's not a lot of room for creativity. It's Mm -hmm. very like cookie cutter, like sports, like or STEM or like whatever. And I didn't align with any of that. Mm -hmm. So I spent a lot of time just like in my room, just making music and being like emo and like sad and just playing stupid songs like on this Costco keyboard that my mom had got me as a kid, I think it's still on YouTube. It's hidden. It's called like Seven Billion God, uh, uh, and I can't believe I just fucking I can't believe that I shared that with people. It was just like so sad, just so sad. Like you knew there was something wrong with me. I oh don't know. Yeah. So I mean. There weren't really like a lot. We'll put the link in the bio. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. If I ever feel sad, I just kind of, I go back and I refer to where I was at. And I'm like, you know, if I'm ever upset with where I'm at in my career at this moment in time, I'm like, well.
0: Damn, so it was a really rough time. Yeah, I think Mm. so.
1: But I did have this one neighbor, like I said, um, she kind of showed me like garage band and we would just make like really, really silly like YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah. So she taught me how to do all of that, but she was kind of a little bit older than me. So like, she went off to college while I was like in high school. So like when high school came around, like I spent a lot of time alone because mm-hmm. she was gone. Um, and yeah, I think that's like, as far as the the most amount of community that I had mm. for music. And then in high school, I submitted some stuff to mopop for How'd sound how you hear off. about that crazy so um i had this toyota celica from 1999 oh, you a
0: celica, you a celica?
1: yeah yeah oh, yep celica. and it's still in my parents driveway i fucking love that thing oh um, my god that's but
0: like, it's like dead. my dr- favorite car really fuck
1: yeah i want to put it in a video but it doesn't run so uh. i'm like how that gonna work you know um my,
0: my friend joe's a mechanic he's been on the show really Maybe he can help
1: okay you get it up and running, like, that would yeah. be so cool and we could put it in a video. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I, I had this Toyota Celica from 1999. It was my junior year in high school, and, like, one of my friends, uh, they were out at uh, Mopop, mm. um, and they went to go visit, and they were like, you should pull up, and I was like, okay, cool, and I'm like, I don't even really, like, we weren't even really close friends, but I think they knew that I smoked weed at the time. So you I, were smoking
0: weed in high school. Yeah, dun, bro. Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I was smoking weed at the time. Um,
0: the devil's lettuce. The
1: devil's lettuce. <laughs> and yeah, we weren't even that close. But I think they just wanted my weed. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we went to go kick it at Mopop, and I saw the flyer for Sound Off in the elevator, and I was like, "What's this?" And i sent them my stuff when i got a call back from robert who was working for them at the time
0: robert de niro no no i could check my email and see but a robert
1: i don't think robert works for mopop anymore um Uh this was a long time ago. he got fired no i think he's just like you know ready for for new stuff a new chapter nobody (laughs) ever stays in seattle you know fair enough um but yeah, I got a call from him and he was like, "Yeah, you want to do it? Like it's a 30-minute set or whatever." And I was like, "Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like the the most that I had ever done, like it was like I played like a song like yeah. a, at a stupid talent show in like an old like crusty building in Marysville that was like falling apart and like you had like someone named Tammy like putting the program together. <laughs> And I was like, Okay, yeah, I'll do that and I know nothing about sound. I don't have a band or like anything. Mm. I just like sent them like some really sad, sad songs <laughs> from my bedroom and they were like, Hey, you wanna do this? And I was like, Yeah and then I did that. That was the first show that I'd ever played in Seattle. What the heck? And it was a mess. Everybody knew I was fucking nervous. It was oh, just me no. and I had Yeah, you live and you learn. But um, you won.
0: Huh? <laughs> but you won? No I no. didn't no I did not no I was like immediately eliminated because I was
1: just a fucking like nervous like wreck or oh whatever. My gosh. And part of me was like damn I wish like um what's it called? I was more prepared like I wish mm. I had like waited cuz um what's it called?
0: Who won that year? I don't remember. Do you know any do you remember anyone who was on the lineup?
1: I think uh there was like also like this indie like strawberry something. This was so long ago. This was like Damn. 2017. That's like almost like six years ago. Yeah. Um.
0: Because what year was like Travis and Paris Alexa?
1: Oh, that was like a few years before me. Really? Yeah, a couple of years. Wow. Um, but I had uh, there were a couple of folks from Portland that had came up to do it. Um, I remember Maya Win and um, Dreadlight. Uh.
0: We also, I feel like. We haven't talked about Sound Off recently. Can you break down quickly what Sound Off is?
1: Uh, yeah. Excuse me. A burp. Uh, it is uh kind of like a Battle of the Bands okay. kind of thing. Perfect. Uh, for artists under twenty one. Cool. Um, yeah, and that's for the whole Pacific Northwest, and mm-hmm. then uh, it's a competition. So like, you know, you either get like free gear or you get like a slot. At the time when Bumbershoot was around, like Bumbershoot was a slot. Mm-hmm. Um or like you got to play like Northwest like Folk Life or you got like a KXP like in studio or something. Mm-hmm. Um, all very cool stuff.
0: And you didn't get any of that from your performance?
1: <laughs> no, because I was not ready. I was like, and that's the beauty of that is like, um, I feel like I'm at a point in my life as an artist is like you start to see a bunch of people that are also doing this, that are like, oh, like, I wanna be doing this, like, I wanna be doing that, like, I should be, I should have this, like, already done. But sometimes, like, you're just not ready mm. to do that. Um, And I was nowhere near ready. So, Damn. I'm kind of glad that yeah. it didn't end up being like that because I was not ready. And.
0: How yeah. old were you when you did it? 17. Did you go back and do it again or no? No. No? No. Too traumatic or?
1: No, like I just didn't see any point because a few years down the road, I'd ended up getting like a manager and mm. everything. And, you know, I was getting regularly booked for stuff and got it. I was getting like studio sessions in and everything. And also, what's it called? I had taken like a little bit of a hiatus from music because mm. um, it was in like a four year relationship that kind of just like swallowed me. Uh-oh. So, you know, I put out my first project in three years, um, last year, last April. And the reason that, like, I wasn't making music for that long was just, like, because I was so swallowed by... In a bad way? Yeah. Very isolated. Uh Uh-oh.
0: Because during COVID, I'm guessing?
1: Yeah, during COVID. um, Damn. So there was a lot of, like, codependency and isolation and toxicity. um, Damn. And just, like, not a lot of time for me to, um, what's it called? work on music and everything Mm -hmm. those were just like really anxious like i didn't have the social skills to be in the studio like that and like write and um yeah that's a weird point to Mm. back
0: on so you you get through this battle of the bands it's a mess everyone hates you and thinks you're stupid (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, you get through that and then what's what happens next you're 17 that's your senior year i'm guessing like are you about to graduate or what's the Or, were you, it or is that your junior year?
1: I think it was my junior year.
0: Got it. And then you continued doing music or did that like kind of want you to make, did that make you want to stop music for a little bit?
1: Um, or? What's it called? I continued doing music so I didn't have a project out and um, the year after that I did the residency.
0: Okay. Then Mopop. how did you get involved with the residency?
1: How did I get involved? Um, What's it called? I think it was through Mopop just like seeing like because I had followed them and like just yeah. seeing like all these active things that they were doing and I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like... And I just, as a kid, like a North End kid, like I loved being in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you're just like so cooped up or I was just so cooped up over there. Like it's all the same, like looking old, scary, racist people. Yeah, yeah. No offense. Some offense. <laughs> um, <laughs> And like I would do anything to just be out there and like be in a room full of people that looked like me. Mm-hmm. Cause I did not get that. Mm-hmm. Like for the 12 for like you know the the years and years that like I lived out there um so yeah I would take like this bus from Marysville all the way to downtown was it like an
0: hour hour and a half it was half? like almost like 2 hours i bet
1: and i would just like sit there and I'd be like this, this yeah <laughs> we vibe <laughs> like cuz it's the double decker shit yeah. i'm like oh I can see you in your car and I'm like, you know, like I'm going to Mopop and yeah. like we're making music and, like, they're feeding us and shit. And I'm like, this is sick. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, yeah, and just being, like, a kid. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, like, the first time I'd ever felt, like, safe in like mm-hmm. a learning environment because um, my teachers were people of color and I never really got that and they weren't, like, religious or, like, trying to, like, impose, like – some whack-ass shit on me, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I spent the summer of 2018 doing that, and then...
0: Who was in your... Do you know anyone in your, in your class for that?
1: Um, My friend Talea, Brandon, um, Gritty, do you know Gritty? Oh, yeah, yeah, Gritty's yeah. been on the show. Yeah, Gritty's cool, Um, and everybody, like, they're lifelong friends yeah. that I have made. Like, those are my lifelong friends. Like, fuck the Catholic kids. Hell yeah. <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, yeah, and... So Amir, uh, I think one of the program directors in um, C-Cord was running it at my, I mean, for the last time when I did it, um, they had come up with some sort of way to get us free studio time. Mm-hmm. Um, And they got me free studio time in at uh, Ruby Room.
0: After graduating the mm-hmm. residency?
1: Cool. Yeah. Uh, on Aurora. Yeah, yeah. And... Elon and I made a project called Lost. Mm. Um which was just like all about uh growing up and being fucking lost, which is just like a common theme. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me. Yeah. Uh
0: for a lot of people. Yeah. And that's why people connect with you.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and so I made that project um, and that was the first project that I had put out when I was 19, was mm-hmm. 2019. And then I took a break because I got swallowed.
0: Did you, did you do press during that, any of that time or did you just like put it out? And I just... did
1: I just put it out. And I was like, <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. And you know, it didn't get very much. And I'm like, yeah. Cause like, I just didn't have the social skills or just like the skills as an artist to figure out how to like promote and like just push it out and like be like hey i make this because i had a lot of trauma around being like a creative kid like nobody wanted to hear about that kind of stuff growing up Mm -hmm. my mom sure as hell didn't want me doing that shit like actually it was a really bad time because like my mom and i were like she was not having it like The residency had also gotten me, like, a scholarship um, to learn music, like, at Shoreline. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was going to school. I did, like, a little youth program at KEXP. I was working. Oh, hell yeah. And it was cool, but my mom was not fucking with it. Damn. Like, at all. Like, she was so mad that I wasn't, like, in college or whatever. So that fucked me up pretty hard because, like, we were just constantly, constantly fighting. And, like... I was like working on this thing that I was like excited about and like kind of proud of, but like because I was going through that, like you know, with my mom and just growing up in that kind of, I guess, what's it called, just growing up in that kind of environment. Like I didn't know like how to tell people that like this is what I like to do. Right. Um. So I, that's why I just like post it and I'm like, mm, this is the thing that I've made and um people liked it like at least you know in the Seattle scene Um, I got to open for Paris Alexa because Hell of that yeah. when I was like when I put that out Um, and then I uh, yeah it just kind of just put me on the scene I guess mm-hmm. like a little bit out here and
0: then you like got in a relationship and then it was just downhill and then, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. yeah kind of <laughs> kind of <laughs> it was
1: good for a hot minute. you know how it always is, yeah. like the first half, and then, um,
0: what is your advice to people who may be in a relationship, and they might think it might be toxic oh, but they don't you, know for you sure. don't
1: want to ask me for oh, relationship no. advice. I am the last person <laughs> you want relationship <laughs> advice from. I'm telling like uh, it's also kind of funny, some people love to give like relationship advice, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, are you are doing? not the one that should be giving <laughs> advice right now. And I'm telling you, I'm not the one to be giving <laughs> advice right now. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know.
0: And are you and are you and your mom good now or Yeah,
1: like- we're so good. Okay, good. Yeah, we're so good. I like I feel like this was
0: like leading like there's like all there's like multiple yeah. storylines going on, you know, like there's the oh, music, yeah. and there's a relationship, and then there's this like yeah. the mom one. I was like, shit, this mom, yeah. mom one might take a turn. yeah. <laughs> idea.
1: Oh, I think also what made it even harder, so like relationship yeah. and mom. I was Dating this girl, and like she wouldn't let me come out to my mom for how long we were dating. Why? Because, like,
0: well, I, so your mom didn't know that you were gay?
1: She knew, but like I wouldn't admit it because, like, I felt like she was gonna try and do some fuck shit to change my mind or whatever.
0: Like, sprinkle, yeah, <laughs> whatever it's called oh, holy, yeah. holy water on your something? Dude,
1: she's done that before. I don't
0: know. Like, Does she ever chase you around with sage or anything?
1: No. <laughs> She's sneaky. She would never do it to my face. Yeah, yeah. She
0: just prays for you. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh man, that woman. Okay. Sorry to hear about Love that. Love her.
0: So, so interesting. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm sorry. Wow. That sounds weird as heck.
1: Hey, yeah, it was fucking whack. Damn. Yeah. So
0: that's right. That's be- and you meet this person before COVID or right before like or during COVID or what's the deal with that?
1: Um. Before COVID, oh, yeah, Yeah. And for then... like a couple years before COVID. Okay. And then COVID made it worse.
0: But then you guys, did you guys like live together during COVID? No. Okay, that's a little Because like I
1: was still living with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting ready to move out like literally right before COVID had happened. Yeah. Like that's, you know, work was good and everything. And then, yeah, I just had this vivid memory of me being in Costco getting like all these emails about like, you know, because I I did vintage and everything, and like that's how I made all my money. It was like doing events and stuff. Oh, before?
0: Oh, I thought that was like a thing you just got into recently.
1: No, no, no I've been doing this like literally since I was like nineteen.
0: What? Okay, so yeah. let's get let's get into that a little bit <sighs> then. Like, so, we, how, how did you get involved with vintage stuff?
1: Um, what's it called? So, I like cameras. Hmm. You know, I'm also like a photographer, like a visual artist. Uh, and for a hot minute, like I was just like looking for those when I was in high school. Like I was skipping class. <laughs> And I was going to all the value villages in the Goodwills because mm-hmm. I was watching videos on YouTube about, like, all this, like, cool but, like, stupid dumb shit about, like, Japanese, like, cameras from, like, the 70s and the 80s. And, like, yeah. I would skip school and I would look for that shit. Did you find any? Yeah. Yeah. I have, like, oh, wow. a, yeah. Is Yeah. It was a problem.
0: You have a whole collection of cameras? Yeah. Yeah. Hell um It's yeah. cool.
1: Um, I think I, like, uh, what's it called? Yeah. I find them, like, really fascinating. It's just so expensive now. So mm-hmm. it's, like. I don't really do a whole lot of the the looking anymore, but yeah. there's some stuff that um that I like hold near and dear. And you can my... take
0: pictures with all these ones. None of yeah. them. Okay, cool. Yeah,
1: they all work. But yeah, I used to just like skip school all the time and just hit the thrift. And then eventually, um, what's it called? This girl that I was dating at the time was like, "Yo, like, what do you want to do for your birthday?" And I was like, "I don't know, cause I don't plan things. That's just you know." uh who
0: indecisive I was. huh indecisive
1: indecisive and also just like i have a really hard time being like i want to do this for me like yeah so she was like yeah like why don't we go to the fremont market like uh and i went and i was like oh this is so cool mm. like i love old shit and uh yeah i talked to the folks that like run it and i just got like a booth over there and i would just like set my stuff up like every sunday
0: damn you have the bus there every time
1: oh no no no. i i I got a i had a car okay there go. yeah yeah but like my car got fucked because of it and uh oh uh, what's it called yeah i would just pack like this little coop that i had Mm -hmm. um and i would set up shop like every sunday rain or shine damn which i was fucking nuts for because the weather's been really fucking gnarly Mm -hmm. um out here so. so
0: was it like what was your when you first started your booth did it have like a theme Or did you slowly grow into a theme? Or do you have a theme now? I mean, it's
1: just vintage. Like, you know, everything is curated. Just stuff that, you know, stylistically that I'm drawn to, that I think other people are drawn to. Um, Like, the curation is my favorite part about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes I'll scoop up cameras and just, like, make sure they're in good working condition and uh, have conversations with folks who want to get started, like, with film and things like that. Or just, like, I just curate pieces that would i would hope make people feel good because like clothes make me feel confident Mm -hmm. like uh i really enjoy just styling um and it's a huge part of my identity so just like opening that door and just sharing it with people uh is what i do hell yeah that's what you asked i don't know so like
0: (laughs) and that's like your main thing you do is like vintage Mm -hmm. stuff so is that like have you had any other job like what's like your worst job you've had or is this like when it was vintage, like one of your first jobs and you stuck with that.
1: Mm. So before vintage, I was working retail. Uh, so my first job was at Kmart. Kmart. Yeah. Fucking nuts. Uh, right before they had shut all of them down. And then I, uh, cause I'm a suburb kid. Like I started working at the mall. Like if you're a suburb kid, you just, you've worked at the mall. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and my sister worked at the mall. So I was like, I'm going to do what my sister is. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, and then I think the last job before I did vintage um was Urban Outfitters.
0: Okay. So you always you've always liked clothes then, it seems I, like.
1: Sort of? Okay. I don't know. I had like actually a what is it called? Uh I didn't like the shit that I wore as a kid cuz mm-hmm. like I didn't know like what I liked. But now no. I know what I like cuz it's like kind of my job. I don't yeah. know. Um But it was just, like, what was there, really. Um, I think I was just, like, too young to work anything else Mm -hmm. uh, before Vintage. So I was like, yeah, I'll work retail. Because it's like, I don't know if you work food or whatever. Like, I just didn't feel like I was old enough or, like, you had to get certain permits or whatever. Got it. Yeah. I don't think it's that complicated. I think maybe I just didn't want to work food. Or that I didn't want to work food where everyone in high school was working. Um, Yeah. Because, like, all the food spots, like. I knew kids that I went to school with. I'm like, I don't wanna work with you. Were you
0: bullied? You were were you bullied in school at all? Or are you I just were like a loner a little bit?
1: I don't think so, you know how the Northwest is? It's like a little bit more insidious. Yeah. Um so I was never like
2: Insidious. People, well,
1: people, would Jesus never, Christ. people would never say it to my face. Like they wouldn't be like, I don't fuck with you. Like I did have okay, actually backing track backtracking i did have a good like group of friends like you played like
0: magic cards or something i played sports okay
1: and like i had homies and stuff so Um, you were like a
0: nerd or were you a nerd huh were you a nerd at all or no not really i don't think maybe your glasses just make me think you're like really
1: (laughs) i feel like i was not smart (laughs) i was not smart i fucking hated science and i hated math and i would just like sit there and be like
0: but you're like a stoner kid like what was your vibe like you were like you weren't like a goth kid no i wasn't a goth kid but you're like and you're not someone who, like, played Harry Potter cards or something?
1: No. no. I don't know.
0: Did you, like, Ultimate Frisbee or something?
1: I played, like, basketball and, like, okay. soccer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're just, okay, you're just. Yeah.
1: It's you're, funny, like, I don't know, looking back, because, like, I feel like they all just knew. They knew I was a gay. They knew. Um, they knew. They treated and you different like, in the locker rooms. <laughs> the, the basketball team to lesbian pipeline, now that I see, like, the people that, like, I went to high school with, I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I'm dead. I knew before all of you and I and I had to pay the pay the price uh, of knowing.
0: I'm yeah. dead. So <laughs> Wait, so with vintage, how do you how do you actually like make money off it and how do you cuz like I'm I'm the best at finding a deal, mm-hmm. but I can't sell shit for like the life of me.
2: Mm.
1: So, this is a touchy subject because <sighs> like I feel like people think that vintage can kind of be grimy because mm there's kind of like a weird rep around resellers because some resellers are shitty. Like, you know, mm. some people like sell something that's not worth like the amount that they have it like listed for, but like we'll just cash in on that. Um, I, what's it called? Like I spend a lot of time just like digging for stuff um, and pay for it by the pound. Um, like
0: Goodwill bins? Yes, Hell, yeah. I'm
1: not supposed to tell people that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um Yeah. We know your secret. Yeah, and just, like, other things. Like, just uh, some people will buy stuff for, like, you know, my, yeah. my homie moved not too long ago, and he was like, I have all this vintage shit, like, mm-hmm. and I'm not taking it with me to New York. And I was like, okay, say less. Like, i will scoop that stuff up. And some sometimes people just know, so they'll give me stuff uh, for X amount. Kind of just, like, what Red Light does is, like, uh they have the price and then like uh they give you like 30 percent of however much it's worth and then they you know put it in um but yeah like basically i'll just take like all this like old fucked up shit uh one just make sure that it works uh with like cameras or whatever uh or like clothes like stains like disgusting like nasty like gnarly stuff um and just like cleaning it and then um just checking what the market price is and then just making it available for sale so Mm. that people don't have to do what i do like it finds you
0: yeah yeah but do you stick to a certain thing or would you ever find like i don't know a clock and be like oh shit i know this is expensive clock or like what
1: yeah i mean i do like a whole bunch of like other things so the cool part about it too is like i like this shit in general so Mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff like i'll keep and then i'll find something and i'll just like cycle it out you know um cycle it out of my crib or like my closet um Sorry, what was the
0: question again? Yeah, like what is like if you had to like oh, okay. put into like not trying to box you in but like what would you say is like the main things that like you like to curate? It's like clothing and like yeah. Like, but you would you would you able to would you be able to tell if like a fucking Matchbox car was like. <laughs> i mean that's not like that's not know. my uh <laughs> that's
1: not my lane so that's a cool thing about vintage is like everyone has their own lane got it people do furniture people do like stereo, like you know audio stuff some people do mm-hmm. really like audio stuff cameras uh like housewares like vintage art or whatever for me like that's the cool thing about about the game is like there's no like actual real handbook or whatever mm-hmm. it's like you just find shit that like you didn't know existed and you're always learning new stuff whether it's about like clothes like housewares like art or like furniture or anything mm-hmm. so all of it really and then um the cool thing about it is there's a community and if uh if they're cool <laughs> yeah. they'll tell you what's up and you know they'll give you some information to learn about
0: what what makes something like vintage though
1: uh like 20 years or older
0: got it yeah. okay so like 2000 stuff is vintage now yeah it's vintage now okay yeah yeah wow yeah y2k stuff
1: yeah y2k is actually kind of popping off right now yeah Yeah. i've seen that yeah okay so i fuck with it i just wish the quality wasn't so like
0: yeah yeah so so with that you you had released this project you're doing vintage stuff Uh covid hits did you have a manager by this time or like but you took a break too so when did this manager come into play and all that
1: uh i got a manager when covid happened Okay. So the first summer, I think.
0: And they found you, or you found them? They
1: found me, and wow. I think that's generally um, that's how it is.
0: Off one project, wow.
1: Yeah, Meh. <laughs> Meh. I don't know. And you made the right connections,
0: I'd say. Yeah. 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 That's dope. So, like that. How long was that? Was that like because you were th- you were with them for a while, and then like you guys parted ways. Yes. But like we don't have to get into that. That's yeah. personal, whatever. That's fine. But um. So, like, what what were the pros of being in Seattle and having a manager?
1: Mm. Um, what's it called? I guess the pros is the confidence. Mm. Uh, I don't have a manager anymore, and I'm kind of just like at this age where I'm starting to realize, or age, or like phase, or this lesson that I'm mm. learning that like sometimes, like, you have to sit with yourself and find validation within you if that makes sense like you gotta be confident and you gotta be cool with yourself um and you gotta trust what you're doing and like just have faith in that and believe in everything that you're doing and just believe that it's good shit and that like it's worth people's time and it's worth sharing instead of you know having someone else tell you Uh, what's up? Mm -hmm. Um, and I guess I kind of missed that. It's just like having someone like behind me, like to back me and be like, hey, like this stuff is something that I believe in, and like you're doing the right thing. Um, so that was a really big pro, is just like feeling like you had somebody, uh, what's it called? behind your back like sounds like someone, a relationship your back. <laughs> 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 yeah i mean people talk about how like when you break up with a manager it's like a real breakup yeah you know for sure because we i think we would work together for a little over two years damn um what's it called so that's the the pro is just like the confidence and stuff and also just like having someone like see your worth because it's like it's not easy as an artist like like i don't know what my worth is i'm like (laughs) i'm like i just write songs and like on the stage you know Mm -hmm. like all that uh so it's cool when you have someone uh that's got your back to be like this is what's up this is what this person this is what this artist deserves like you know that was fucking cool i guess like the the con is kind of or like one of the cons is a little bit of the detachment. Um, Not all managers are able to, well, because they're a manager, you know, be able to place themselves in the shoes of being an artist. So like when they're trying to give you like some sort of direction um, and push you in that direction, um, they don't really know where your limits are. Right. Um, And sometimes for me, like, I didn't feel like heard when I was giving my limits um, in certain scenarios um, just in terms of like, you know, what's feasible, nothing crazy, but like, you know, in this day and age, like not a lot of people have stability because mm-hmm. of the climate, like yeah. the political climate or, you know, uh, economical climate, like I don't have any sort of stability right now personally uh and chances are it's like you know there are a lot of opportunities that come but then it's like oh you're only getting paid this much and it's like i would love to do that but like i have rent to pay and
0: i can make that off this one shirt that i just flipped
1: yeah <laughs> yeah that would be uh i don't know um tight i guess uh what's it called um sorry i'm losing my train of thought here would you uh,
0: say that Vintage imitates life.
1: Vintage imitates life. What do you mean? If you
0: know the worth of this vintage shirt, yeah, yeah, or pants yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Maybe you can learn to know the worth of yourself.
1: Hmm that could be cool but i feel like the the music industry is kind of just like fucked man oh 100 percent yeah like it's like one of the i had a
0: be- I had a breakdown recently yeah. about it i saw some shit that yeah. really fucked with me
1: like one of the it's like one of the industries that really like kind of just doesn't have any rules or like you know like what what's like the base pay of being like a, a an artist like there's no such thing yeah there's no
0: base pay yeah. and i've been really struggling yeah. with this acceptance factor that Mm -hmm. exists in the music industry with certain things that, like, I've seen personally. I'm like, you guys are just going to accept that this person just did this right in front of everyone and Mm no gives a fuck, you know? So, like, there's so many, like, there's this weird acceptance factor and Mm -hmm. this, like, idolism Mm -hmm. of shit, which obviously, whether it's me or you, we want people to like what we're doing and, like, have a fan base, but, like, when, like, certain people get away with shit because they're, like celebrities or whatever, it's yeah. fucking wild. And like celebrities are not gonna be telling up and coming artists that they have multiple jobs as well. Like yeah. everyone has multiple jobs yeah. in the music industry. And there's just so many things that are like have this fake mm-hmm. veil. Yeah. That no one talks about.
1: Yeah, that's real. And I think uh I blame the internet for that. Mm. Kind of just like all these different platforms and stuff. Like we're all just trying to work it. Because it's like, it's such an important tool for us as artists. So nobody's being transparent about um, the kinds of things that you have to do to get by as an artist.
0: But I feel like it was, even, yes, there's tons of pros and cons yeah. for the internet. But like, yeah. even think about, I use this, I've been using this example, like the Will Smith example. Mm-hmm. Like, people probably did not even know if Will Smith burped before the internet. You know what I mean? Because he was just like this huge celebrity that you just saw on movie posters mm-hmm. and made music and won awards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like... You could just be Will Smith or mm-hmm. just be whoever, and everyone thought you were just like this wizard or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then Will Smith fucking <laughs> loses his shit yeah. at the Oscars, and then people are like, oh, shit, he's just another person yeah. who has gone through mental shit as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Yeah, like,
1: so the veil's always been there, I guess. Yeah.
0: It's, I think it was, I don't know. You yeah. could say it was worse or better during, I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's, know. Things change. Yeah. I don't think things get – I don't. some things get better and some things get worse. But with the music industry, I don't know if you could really say. There's just different challenges that arise. That's true. So I don't want that to be like a sad thing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But there still is a veil. And like, I don't know. There's some weird shit like that you can even see in Seattle with how people act. Just, yeah. It is what it is. But so – you had this manager during COVID mm-hmm. and then And after. You, and after. Yeah, for a while. And Even then
1: August of last year. Okay.
0: Like twenty twenty two or 2021? one?
1: Twenty twenty
0: two. Cool. Yeah. So now you're here after and you've done like I've you've done like cool things. Like I saw like you did uh whatever that one thing was. Um you've done like the rain city relief stuff. Like you've done you've done cool things and people like is that what it's called? I think it's called. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle World Tour. Yeah.
1: The the digital like kind
0: of. Yeah. So like yeah. you've done things that like people are trying to do in Seattle to like make a difference mm-hmm. or like, you know, you're 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 in the name. You're like your name comes up for events and things. Mm-hmm. Like obviously that's why I wanted you to be part of our thing, like our that. homegrown nast thing. Even. So, but now you're now you're here. You've had these cool experiences. Um, you have had ups and downs. Um, yeah. And now, now we're in twenty twenty three. We're almost towards summer. Like, what are you? What what are your goals, and what are you trying to accomplish? Now? Um, and how do you feel? How do you just? Feel, how do you feel?
1: How do I feel? Shit. Personally, like, I'm not quite satisfied with myself yet. Hmm. Um. Uh maybe it's because of my numbers like i've been doing this for kind of a hot minute but if you kind of remind i have to remind myself that like i put out my first project in three years last year Mm -hmm. and i was working on like two records like while i was doing shows and a job and like all the crazy wacky shit and going through a breakup and you know moving to a brand new city and all
0: um it's a full-time job to like keep people interested in streaming and all that stuff
1: mm-hmm. so that's kind of been like my issue is like trying to figure out how to play the game that game with streaming and like try and get an audience mm-hmm. um i don't really feel like i'm being taken seriously quite yet mm. um and it's cool to get like booked for stuff and all that but um i don't feel like I'm the artist that I wanna be yet.
0: How do you get there?
1: How do I get there? I think being like vulnerable and really opening up about who I am as an artist and like I don't know if this is the right way to say it, like sharing the the narrative mm. I don't think I don't think that makes sense, but like you maybe just, no you you have to have a narrative you have like to have building like a, a narrative and you
0: have to have a theme, yeah, right,
1: um. I think it's this project Hell yeah. that I've been working on for like the past two years but I can't like wrap my head around it hmm. quite yet just cause like one I'm broke as shit like I don't have any money to back this like at all Um, fully independent like I don't even have a manager anymore hmm. like just solo dolo just like making stuff Um. so yeah I think for me like the way that i get there is just trying to be like authentic and get this project out but i've never worked on anything this large scale Uh, and i think that there is like a story around this whole project that i've been working on for the past couple of years uh the question is just like how am i going to share it
0: fuck let, let's figure that out yeah let's figure that out together you know? yeah hell yeah yeah i like you you're a cool person uh, i feel like, you, like i want to admit this because you're being open mm-hmm. and i don't think it's true but yeah. i made a joke about it to carter yeah as well i was super excited to work with you mm-hmm. and i was worried maybe I could still maybe i could still mm-hmm. maybe maybe i could still feel this way a little mm-hmm. bit but i feel like you, I, I like what you're doing and mm-hmm. i feel like you're genuine mm-hmm. and i feel like i almost see you like a deer a little bit oh yeah where i'm like fuck if i say something really that offends offends them no. or whatever i'm like oh shit i just miss this opportunity because you no. you're someone i really want to work with oh, and I'm, I'm excited Likewise. that we are doing this but i'm like mm-hmm. i'm like shit I feel like there's not a lot of claudines out there. Really? So oh. I'm like, shit, if I don't I need to be on my P's and Q's mm. around you, I feel like sometimes. Not nah, like But I just wanted to be honest. You're good.
1: That. Like, I don't know. I think when I think about those situations, like where I cut people off. It's like it's it's when I have conversations with people and tell them like, hey, like that wasn't cool mm. or like you put me in a place or whatever that was not good for me it's like sometimes people lack transparency mm-hmm. and i don't get that from you hell yeah and then like sometimes people don't want to like swallow their pride and like admit that they were in the wrong or just take a look at the bigger picture mm-hmm. like i'm always down to have those conversations when it comes to conflict and be like hey like this is how i feel about this going down like and i'm always down to hear how the other end feels about it but it's kind of just like a matter of like what happens after that so it's like i'm not yeah i don't think i could ever like be like oh like one thing i'm like nah fuck you yeah like i am just saying like yeah. it's a
0: compliment and also i'm like but yeah you're so cool and i yeah. feel like you i hope it's interesting to hear that you say like it took you it's taking you a while to realize your worth in certain things mm. i'm still I, learning yeah like, yeah yeah but like you know i feel like when you it's going to come with time, and mm-hmm. I feel like you you should have worth. You're a cool person. But, like, I feel like the more you grow, you're going to realize, like, there going to be people that are going to be jealous of you for mm, sure.
1: Because uh, you're a cool person. Scary. And you're
0: genuine. And, like, just, you know, hopefully you're here to stay with the Nast and Carter community oh, and whatever sure. we're doing. You know, like, me and Carter literally went on a, um, like, it's probably a, Jesus Christ, it's probably like a, four to five hour round trip yesterday really? we went to um uh northern state asylum you ever been there
1: i've seen pictures of it it's the man in like asylum yeah like, just randomly somewhere yeah it's out. in cedro
0: Woolley. so mm-hmm. like that's yeah, somewhere there. i did not want to be <laughs> for obvious reasons mm-hmm. it's so it's so out there yeah like i'm like anywhere even What pe- are you guys doing cedro Woolley? that's where it's at okay it's just like, for that yeah okay and we went in the like, middle of the nothing. night which i don't know if we're
1: oh in the middle of the night yeah it
0: was creepy it was hella creepy. you see anything there was some person that was like hiding in the rafters in one of the oh it's a person but like they wouldn't show themselves to us and i was creeped out okay so i I, we left because of that Mm -hmm. but i don't know it creeps me out i don't know i'm i don't know enough about like spooky stuff to know if Mm -hmm. any of it's real or not so i'm sensitive yeah so i'm like i'd rather just get the fuck out if Mm -hmm. i feel weird about anything yeah but you can feel the energy i think
1: that's real yeah i'm very sensitive to energy yeah i can tell when the vibes are off
0: yeah so there's there's spooky stuff out there i yeah. feel like actually i don't want to i don't conf- if you can feel energy or whatever don't confirm to me maybe i want to be i don't know mm-hmm. there's scary shit i feel like yeah. and i'm not down for spooky stuff in the middle of the night okay but i took a chance and we went But basically the bigger picture is like we were like just in the, between walking through the spooky stuff and mm-hmm. driving we we're together for like five hours and it was just cool to just like to brief everything over the past few weeks and like mm-hmm. you know it's, i think it's good to check in with your friend check in with your friends yes and um fuck yeah there's so people i need to check in with but yeah, <laughs> you know what light. i mean there's so yeah. many it's like there's so many like there's so much you gotta you have to check in with your family you gotta mm-hmm. check in with your friends you gotta check in with yourself yeah but so with that i'm excited to see what comes i you got to show me this project and yeah. like we need to figure out like you, you've done all this cool stuff in Seattle. It shouldn't be hard for Seattle to like help want to, you know, give you more of a push, you yeah. know? So let's figure shit out together. Yeah. Um. What is some final advice that you have for up and coming artists, creators, influencers?
1: Hmm. I think like one of the things that like a lot of people that I look up to are just always like, keep going. Hmm. That's something that I've kind of really been holding on to. Cause like, I'll be fucking for real, I'm so discouraged right now. Mm. Like, I feel like I'm kind of at a point where I have a lot of dead ends that are mm. kind of just like, fuck. I'm like, what we gonna do? <laughs> yeah. And it's okay to be like, what like, to not know what we gonna do. <laughs>
0: yeah, what we gonna do? <laughs>
1: yeah, so like, just keep going and like, set your boundaries with people. That's something that I've really struggled with like as a woman in the creative industry just like looking like this or, you know i mean I'm like i'm like is it my face you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like i feel like i've really struggled to set boundaries with people even though like i'm very clear i'm just like i don't like being like harsh or like rugged or whatever and people see that as like an opportunity to kind of just like mm. take that inch and go some miles um which like I'm kind of still recovering from Mm -hmm. right now, like just things that like I pushed myself to do that I was not like, um, that I shouldn't have. Cause like it just, I actually not possible. (laughs) Like, um, so yeah, just like set your boundaries with people and like be confident in, um, be confident in that. Um, and just trust that.
0: Hell yeah! Yeah, you've been an amazing guest, and I'm <laughs> happy that we we're able to like just sit down and do this. Thanks. Um, whether there's cameras or not, yeah. I would try to talk to you the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, thank you for that. This has been very enlightening for me, and um, yeah. Where, where can people find your music, and where can people reach out to you?
1: I mean, all the DSPs. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, everything. Um, I'm on Instagram, just. Claudine Magbag, um, and, and I'm on TikTok. Uh, Hell yeah, <laughs> um, your friend Claudine. Um, what, what? Twitter, Claudine Magbag. Yeah. This has
0: been the Nas Podcast with
1: Claudine Magbag,
0: and we did it.